We're here. And welcome to the Three Count Podcast. I had to go love theatrical it. there, Benny. Love it, mate. Love it. Had to go theatrical. Get the we, uh, get the lantern out. Get we it have Let him in. <laughs> let him in. We are the Three Count Podcast. Welcome to the show. Wow. Uh, been a bit of stuff going on, Benny. Um, mate, I don't. I know you've usually got your spiel and everything about you know socials and whatever else, but he's here. Bray is back. He's back. Back. We're going to break down all the action from Extreme Rules. We're going to talk through Bray's return. Amazing return. And, uh, you know, we're going to draft the best returns uh, on the back of his awesome return, which is... There's a lot. There's a lot. And it's going to be a fun one. It was fun doing uh, going down the rabbit hole, as you might say, uh, of YouTube, looking at all those. Now, I'm your host, Dylan Chambers. With me as always, the eater of whoppers, Benny Hobden. Hey, hey. Welcome to Husky Hobden. Would you like that one? Husky better? Hobden works better, I reckon. Okay, Husky Hobden. Uh, and make sure you follow us on the socials at 3CountPod on Twitter and Facebook, at 3CountPodcast on Instagram. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and the follow button on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Benny, let's get to it. The return of Bray Wyatt. This was done so well so well masterfully and, done yeah just beautiful like it was it, you could really see how much work they've put into it we've been talking about it for months now well weeks now and just everything just worked out perfectly you and i were watching live we were both texting each other going we're not going to get anything what's going on and then <laughs> triple triple h just brought back the old uh the old nxt watermark at the bottom thinking the pay-per-view's over and then bang you just hear Michael Cole going, are we, are we still on the air? And then he's got the whole world in his hands and just, just brilliant. Brilliant. So, so well done. So much fun. You said you were getting goosebumps. I've still got uh, like, literally I watched it again the next day or on Tuesday on raw and I got goosebumps again. So it was Benny, so good. Benny is one of the biggest uh, Bray Wyatt marks. Bit of a mark. Yeah. Bit of a mark. Um, I'm not gonna lie. So yes, we have the return of Bray Wyatt uh, reportedly returning with him. Bo Dallas. Yeah, his brother coming back. Now, will he play a character? One of these, you know, white this six is, as, as we are talking about at the moment, we're hearing all these different stories of who they're going to be. Yeah, this is what they're throwing up. You know, are these characters going to be people? Do we just not see them again? I don't know. Uh, time will tell. Hopefully we'll learn a bit more on SmackDown this week. But uh, reports are that Bo Dallas is returning and will have something to do with Bray. Yeah. So when, are you going to take any guesses of who you think, you know, these characters will play or you don't think they're going to come to life? Or I don't know. My initial thought was that they're not going to be a thing. Yeah. Um, but then I look at his Twitter and it's the Wyatt Six. and He has to have a faction, right, though? May, maybe they are, you know. He's, he's supposed to be, you know, leading people like he did with his family. So maybe he has a new family, but... I mean, I guess if I could see Bo Dallas as anyone, it's it's like the fiend version, well, right? That's what I would have thought as well. But everybody on the, the every socials that I've been reading, they're all saying he's the White Rabbit because the White Rabbit is the one that, or Rascal Rabbit, or whatever it's called. Yeah, he's he's the one that uh, is sort of like trying to pull Bray back and trying to change him, like trying to change him away from the fiend and that kind of stuff. So, okay, I don't know, I don't know who will play the fiend. Then, of course, that's the only thing. The other ones we're hearing are Grayson Waller as Mercy the Buzzard. 
um, uh, Gacy as the the pig. Gacy so, would make sense. Do we get uh, Alistair Black back for something? You know, he was part of uh, some of the promos there for the White Rabbit. So <clears throat> interesting. We will find out now. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, that wasn't the only return. Whoa. We had the Good Brothers making this, their return to Raw. This was a shock. Like, considering, uh, like, they still got, they're still, one of them still holds a title in New Japan. That's right. So and he's, he's still booked to defend said title at a New Japan Anderson, event. Yeah, Anderson. Yeah. So, and uh, does, is, the, is this the Forbidden Door? Has Triple H opened up a Forbidden Door here? I get, I mean, I think it's probably more of a will allow you to finish your dates off yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. And I believe that date is uh, the same date as Crown Jewel. So I don't think we will see uh, the OC in Saudi Arabia, but I don't think that's a a big no, loss. But no. it was good to see the Good Brothers back. Yeah, I uh, I popped pretty hard for that one as well. I wasn't just, the, you could see like AJ's face and then all of a sudden I wasn't talking about you. And, and then, uh, so Triple H is just loving factions right now. Let's yeah. just create as many factions as we can. Well, as, as we spoke about, mate, he's been in quite a few and quite a few of them were good. So, I mean, you, you know, he knows what he's doing. So. Can't hurt. So that'll be fun. Good brothers uh, teaming up with AJ. They'll take on uh, the Judgment Day now. So uh, that will be fun to watch. We had another return. Brock Lesnar comes out of nowhere to just brutalize Bobby Lashley. And didn't he? Just ruined him. Absolutely but- ruined him. And allowed uh, my next piece of news, Seth Rollins, to become the new United States champion. And the second, oh, you were going to say it, Benny. I'll let no, you I was just going to say the second man to complete the Grand Slam. That's right. Yeah. The, the double Grand Slam. Double so, Grand Slam, yeah. Uh, along with The Miz. Um, oh, the great. The awesome. The awesome. Uh, <laughs> returns are plenty. Still afoot. Elias returning to Raw next week. How did Ezekiel grow the beard that quickly? Well, because he's not Ezekiel, man. He's Elias. <laughs> They're two different people. Apparently so. They are. I'm Apparently you now. so. Uh, that will be interesting to see uh, what happens with Elias next week. Yeah. Um, Bray, we will get to see what happens on SmackDown. They did have a, a promo on Raw. And uh, will we though, or are we just going to get a little bit more of this backstage? I think this is going to be a long tease out. Yeah. Uh, they, they've, so like we mentioned last week, they've just hired this new long-term creative director. Yeah. Uh, this could be a, it could be a long time before we see Bray actually wrestle in a match. Oh, I don't think we'll see him wrestle for a long time. Yeah. No, probably rumble or WrestleMania next year. Maybe it might be a bit too far away, but yeah, I think it will be at least a couple of months before he wrestles at all. Definitely. Uh, Legado del Fantasma, they made their SmackDown debut last week. No Electra Lopez to be seen, but Zelina Vega. Zelina. That was weird. Was that, that weird was, for you? That was very weird, very unexpected. I feel bad for Electra Lopez. She was, unless they have something bigger planned for her. Maybe. Because I was watching it going, oh, they're here. And then I was like, wait, why is Zelina there? This is just, it just really threw me off. But, you know, it was, it was a good, uh, good return or good, good come up to the main roster for them, I think. And they, they can do some things. Did you think possibly Zion was under one of those masks for a second? Mm, uh, for like maybe a split second. I, I, I wished like, nah, it. I wished yeah. it. Um, Didn't come to fruition. 
uh, a bit of sad news. We have uh, one of the tough enough winners from uh, the sixth season, Sarah Lee. She passed away at 30, very young. Very young, yeah. Uh, very sad. She, she won it, yeah? She won the sixth season of yeah. Tough Enough. That's right. There's a couple of people had, uh, you know, tributes to her uh, on, you know, on their arms. And uh, I think Bailey had one on her wrist tape for Extreme Rules. So uh, sad there. Um, now we've Sarah? got... We've got a whole bunch of new commentary teams mm. with uh, the new seasons of Raw, new seasons of SmackDown. We've got Kevin Patrick and Corey Graves are now going to commentate Raw. Michael Cole and Wade Barrett on SmackDown. Booker T is going to join the NXT commentary team. And we say goodbye to Jimmy Smith and Nigel McGuinness. Yeah, did you hear the story uh, with Jimmy Smith? The Triple H was talking to Jimmy Smith about uh, how Riddle had beaten uh somebody in college who was it they talked about it in the main event and uh and then he turns around he told him a story he goes oh yeah make sure you tell graves that and he goes well why wouldn't i just bring it up and he goes oh wait i'm clearly not going to be calling the pay-per-view makes sense Uh, now uh, um yeah israel i think well well, speaking of pay-per-views they're going to be called by cole and graves from now on so which is perfect yeah perfect a mixture of the two teams who knows what will happen when Pat McAfee comes back, but uh, they're, they're kind of locked in for now. Um, now we shift to reported returns after talking about all the actual returns. <laughs> Sarah Logan uh, apparently going to make her return uh, as well. She was in the vignette with the Viking Raiders last week. Um, Benny, thoughts on this possible character shift for Liv Morgan? Well, the, the way she went out at the end of the the pay-per-view match or whatever else, the smile on her face. There's a weird, there's something weird going on. They, they also posted a picture of her saying she's in a very dark place. So, you know, what's going on? Is she part of the Bray's little, little world? You know, I'd be fun. I think they can do a lot with her if she doesn't become part of Bray's little world, you know, maybe some sort of unhinged kind of live Morgan. Unhinged stuff though. Like, I mean, I just, I guess like like Alexa Bliss went all weird and stuff like that as well. I just and I reckon they just take her out for a little bit and then bring her back in and let her go a bit crazy that way. Okay, I like it. Um, now, last bit of WWE news we'll get to. I should have mentioned this last week, but it has been announced that Binge, KO, and Foxtel are going to be the new home of WWE from January going forward. It's massive. All of those products will have Raw, SmackDown, and NXT live. Uh, and all, they're not pay-per-views anymore. I've got to call them PLE, premium, I believe. Premium live events. Premium live events will all be on there and will all be free, apart from your subscription to them as well. And Binge will be the new home of the WWE Network, much like uh, Peacock is in the US. So big news for uh, the Foxtel group and Binge and KO and Foxtel, you'll get all that uh, on whichever one you subscribe to. So plenty of WWE coming. Great news. Great news for everybody out there that it doesn't have all those other subscriptions or it doesn't, you know, casual fans and stuff. We're going to get to see so much more now, I reckon. So hopefully it opens up the world of WWE to a lot more people and get a few more followers as well. I hope so too. Uh, Now moving on to some AEW news. Now, John Moxley has signed a five-year extension with AEW. That's not a short contract. Big contract. When I read this, I thought I was a typo. I was thinking three years maybe, but five years is a very long time. 
He's feeling himself as the heart and soul of the company, isn't he? He is. He really is. But I don't know if it's going to take a toll on him. You know what I mean? To yeah. He... To, especially with what's going on over there at the moment, it's just sort of a bit, mm, I don't know. Well, maybe that's his shout out to the locker room too. Like, I'm here for another five years. I'm not I'm not ditching this place. Yeah, jump on my back and, and let me help you. Let me carry it. That's it. There's uh, reports as well that Renee Paquette may be heading there as well. As early as tomorrow, they reckon. Well, there you go. As early yeah. as tomorrow. We will find out on Dynamite. Uh, now, speaking of John Moxley, he has recently lost his GCW championship against Nick Gage after interference from MJF's friends, the firm, William Morrissey and Stokely Hathaway. So just another little iron in the fire for that rivalry. Building, there. building that beautifully. And Nick Gage, new GCW champion. And the last bit of news from AEW, Soraya has reportedly been cleared to compete. Mm, this is going to be interesting. We talked about this last week and I was a bit apprehensive with the whole situation, but... Hey, power tour. I'm just a bit worried. I'm worried. I wonder if before they, I mean, obviously they're looking at this Britt Baker feud, right? Mm. Do they throw her in with some kind of lower level talent, kind of like they did with CM Punk and just warm her up to it? It's been a long time since she's you know, been an active wrestler. Yeah. The thing with this is though, the women on that roster, like they all seem to be able to be like, always right there in a feud with somebody like so they're not really there's not really any low low level yeah if that makes sense but well unless if they just bring in some somebody for her to squash but she's not a big human being so usually squash matches only happen with really big people yeah like jade cargill was squashing people and stuff like that at the beginning and stuff Soraya's not big enough to do that she's got I, the name she's got the skill set whatever else but i mean i guess they could give her a squash match over rebel um but then you've got to, got to go through Jamie Hayter and Britt, who are both kind of on the same level at the moment anyway. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, that is it for the news. Time to get into the Extreme Rules card, Extreme. Benny. We kick it off with a six-man tag team, good old-fashioned Donnie Brook match, the Brawling Brutes and Imperium. One day after their brutal IC title match, Brutal. Brutal. Uh, Seamus and Gunther, they put their factions together and put on a fun, hard-hitting match. Plenty of great near falls. Brawling Brutes got the last laugh after Seamus took out Gunther with a Celtic cross through the announce table, then hit the brogue kick on Vinci for the win. What did you think, Benny? Mate, I thought this was brilliant. This It was crazy. It didn't disappoint. Uh, just the, the brutality, as you said, like just never stopped. And it, it wasn't overdone either. Like there wasn't too much, like it was just done in the right way for me, just the, the amount of brutality in it. Um, and there was still that, that good part of wrestling in it. And, and just the, the way that Seamus sells with that chest, like his chest, man, he just, oh. he just, every time I watch him, I'm just like, come on. So, so um, so brutal for me, it's probably it, it's on it's equal best match of the card for me. I gave it a two and a half count. I gave it a two and a half as well. I thought it was the best match on the card. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I cannot believe that I'm saying a Sheamus match is my favorite match of a pay-per-view. A couple of months ago, I had just written the guy off. But uh, Sheamus is putting in the best matches overall. He's probably the, the go-to man for the company at the moment. When it started, matches. when it started, I had no interest in the brawling brutes at yeah, all. Yeah. And they've just built like, you know, credit to Imperium and Gunther as well. But you know. Oh, and I was excited for this match. 
Yeah. Um, such a such a great turnaround. It's good to see what they can do just to turn these guys kind of around. So um, this hasn't ended, though. Surely not. No. This is going to keep going. Until Sheamus gets his hands on that IC title belt, um, here's what I'm thinking. All right. Here's what I'm it. thinking. They have a a stipulation where if Sheamus loses, he doesn't get a shot at the IC title again. Okay. I don't know what happens if Gunther loses, but that's kind of where I feel like this is going. They have been building Gunther for so long. Yeah. And he, he does need to be a beast, but it appears to be that Sheamus is the one that can really challenge him. So, I mean, it makes sense to put that kind of a stipulation in. Yeah. So I Factions in a cage match. I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. Let's do it. In the shock cage above the ring. <laughs> um, but yes, I don't think this is over. Moving on, SmackDown Women's Championship Extreme Rules match, Liv Morgan, Ronda Rousey. Now, Rousey did take a lot of punishment in this one. Uh, she still managed to seem dominant, though, so that was uh, very well done by her. Uh, Liv did hit an impressive sent on to put Rousey through the table, yeah. but Rousey ended the match by making Liv pass out while she was in a bicep crusher. With that big smile on her face, with her eyelash falling off, you know, it, it was it was a good little last little shot of the match. I like that. It was. Uh, I, I gave it a two count. I I thought it was above average, um, okay. and I enjoyed it. I, I gave it a one and a half count. I didn't mind the match. I just I thought some of those shots with the bats and the chairs and stuff like that were really nowhere near good enough. If that makes yeah. sense. But then some of them looked like they were like awesome shots. For me, that one where Liv ran and jumped off the steps to try and get at Ronda and she just goes across the guts with that bat. Yeah. That was brilliantly done. She might not have even made contact, but the way they did that. that the camera wow. work was amazing for oh, that shot. I was just like, I was like, oh, like it hurt my midsection. I was like, that was brilliant. So overall, I, like it was, it was a, like it was a good match for me. Like, so one and a half count. What's next? Well, as we just talked about, what's, what's Liv going to do? I think personally, I think Liv should just be out for a little bit. And then Rousey, you just got to think that Rousey's going towards Flair. They kept giving, they did another vignette for Flair. They, they keep happen, doing those it? vignettes. Like, that's the only way it can see it going for me. Um, does your girl Shayna come back and she's already done with her? Like, I'd, I, I would uh, love to see Shayna get a shot at Rousey, but I'm with you. I think it's got to be Charlotte. Yeah. Um, and I feel like she might appear on SmackDown this week. Charlotte? Yeah. Yeah. Well, she has to, sure. Like, they can't keep doing these vignettes and not... like Because they, they're getting longer and longer and longer every time and stuff like that. And she's held, She's not injured. She's just she's kicking just back. Out. She's married now. She's, you know, had the honeymoon. She's just... Just enjoying life. Just kicking back now. So hopefully we see our good friend of the show, Charlotte, she, very she's soon. She's going to have to start making some money soon because her husband's about to be fired. So, I That's mean, right. That's you know. right. Uh, we then go to the strap match. Drew McIntyre, carry on Cross. Cross started out by beating McIntyre with a strap before it was attached. Solid match. Cross got the win after Scarlett interfered, stopped a Claymore, and then pepper sprayed McIntyre, which led to Cross hitting the cross hammer for the victory. What do you think, Ben? Mate, I'm disappointed. I still gave it a one and a half count. I thought it was an okay match. Like it, it was, it did what its job was, but at the same time. If the intention of this match was to make me want more, it has, but in the wrong way. I want more because I know they can both do better, if that makes sense. Like, I want to see those two go at it in a better way. Yeah. I think the strap probably wasn't the right match for them. 
they geez, they used it a lot. Like, you know what I mean? Like they did utilize it well and stuff. The welts at, at came times. up eventually. Yeah, it felt like it took too long, like for the welts, you know what I mean? Like I was expecting bang and a welt and bang. Those little things like that. I just want to see them again, but I nothing like that kind of match. I want them harder hitting and just getting into it in a wrestling match. So Mate, one I, and a half count for me overall. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I gave it a one and a half, but I thought that was a generous one and a half. It wasn't a bad match, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's certainly to be honest, it didn't leave me wanting another one of these okay. two. Yeah. Um, I thought they had a decent match, but I just feel like the chemistry is not there. Um, and I think that they need to do something else with Cross. Like the feud with McIntyre just didn't excite me one bit. Like he was back and now it's like, eh, carry on Cross. Yeah. I'm not really that excited by anymore by him anymore. But um, apparently McIntyre is the bookmaker's favorite to be the first person to take a uh, sister Abigail or a, uh, mandible claw so there you go is or, he is would that he, feed into carrying cross being part of gray's little new faction i could see it i could see it well the, the original story was that you know he sent back dexter and he sent back carry on and all that before he comes back himself so there there's that little part I, I had not thought about that that all a lot of the returns could be linked into it yeah so you know, he's, he's going after the Miz through Dexter. He's going after Drew through Carry On. And then... Okay. I feel yeah. you. All right. Who knows? Uh, moving on, the Raw Women's Championship ladder match, Bianca Belair and Bailey. Bit of a spot fest, as much, most ladder matches are. Uh, these two, they teed off on each other. Uh, when, bad. Like, that was yeah. just full on. When Bailey looked like she was getting the win, Dakota Kai and Eo Sky interfered. Uh, Blair hit them both with a KOD at the same time, which... Was a little clunky to get to, yeah. Um, but impressive in the end. Um, Belair hit Bailey with a pretty impressive KOD onto the ladder, where it, it looked like Bailey's face just went straight into the side of the ladder. Yeah, um, for, for those that haven't seen it, like Belair has got Bailey on her up there to do the KOD, and Bailey's got the ladder on top of herself, and then she gives her the KOD and she lands on the ladder. Like it was pretty impressive move. It was very impressive. Um, and after that, uh, Belair climbed up uh, to get the belt for the win. Tell uh, us what you really think of this one, Dylan. Look, I gave it. A, I gave the match a one and a half count. No, uh, no, no. I, I want to hear what you think about the victory. The ending, I, I was not at all <laughs> impressed. I am. Look, this might be a hot take here, but I am so sick of Belair being the champion. I feel like it does nothing for her. It does nothing for me. It's the, it's the boring thing every pay-per-view old Belair is going to win. Um, it could have done so much. To, she's a she's the white white meat baby face, right? She couldn't be more white meat baby face. 100%. And the best thing for a baby face is to be chasing a heel, right? It's the climb. It's the climb up. No one wants to see a baby face just have the title forever. Uh, I feel... Triple H, look, he knows what he's doing, <laughs> but I feel like they need to take the title off Bel Air. Um, and you know who's going to do it? Tell me. Rhea Ripley. Ooh, I like it. While I don't think they're done with this Bailey Bel Air feud, definitely not. Let's put the strap on Ripley. She's going to be a monster heel having the title. Who's going to take it from her with Judgment Day behind her? No, no, I like it. I like it. I personally gave the match a two count. Um, I thought it was fun. I actually enjoyed it a lot. 
I don't think this is over at all, but I do like what you're saying about Ripley. And, you know, they do have the, the chemistry from back in the NXT days. So I think it'd be great. And she's got Judgment Day behind her, like you said. So that'll be fun. That's a good segue uh, from Judgment Day into the I Quit match between Edge and Finn Balor. Now, there's a lot to break down in this one. There's a lot going on in this match. Good start from Balor and Edge. Balor got the upper hand to start with. As soon as Edge started to get it, Judgment Day appeared. Ray showed up. Then Beth Phoenix showed up. She tried to stop a kendo attack, a kendo stick attack on Edge after he was handcuffed to the ropes. Uh, Beth got the key. She unlocked him, but then the numbers game was too much. Rhea took out Beth and then threatened the concerto, to which Edge then said, I quit. I quit. And to then Rhea then said, you taught us too well. Yep. And, and she, she did it anyway. <laughs> she did it anyway. Yeah. Uh, so Finn Balor wins, Edge quits. Um, I thought this match, while there was a lot of moving parts to it, um, did so much for the Judgment Day. Yeah, that was the first thing you texted me, actually. You were like, wow, this did a lot for the Judgment Day. And and I can see what you mean. It, it really did. It, it was a bit of a schmoz fest, but we expected that. Like, not a schmoz, like just we knew they were going to come out. We knew there was going to be stuff going on or whatever else. You know, you've still got that whole Dominic Ray aspect that happened on the side you know oh my god he's beating the hell out of his father like uh you can see up for uh Rhea versus the glamour on if we want to do that somewhere down the track and it just really elevated the judgment day and showed how dominant they can be as a faction working together so definitely um, it gave them a real nasty side which i don't think they had as much of before yeah they they seemed like a comedy act really yeah when they started they were good and then they just, they lost a couple of matches and it didn't really seem like it was working, but, and then obviously we went into Raw and the whole stuff with AJ and the Good Brothers and stuff like that. Um, I thought that was a good little play as well because it looked like AJ was going to join them. So it shows that they do have a bit of power. So now AJ needs help to try and stop them as well because, you know, he's beaten Edge now. So I think, I think it was a good, I actually enjoyed the match, but there was just too much going on as well. Yeah. What did you, what did you give it? I gave it a two count. Two I think count. some of the stuff they did in the crowd was great. Uh, some of the, just, you know, the hockey stick instead of the the bottom of the chair and stuff like that across the, the face. I think it was fun. Um, and yeah, it just sort of went, went wayward at the end, but it set up for a lot. That's right. I gave it a one and a half. I was going to give it two. And I don't know if this got to anyone else or maybe it was just me. The ref asked, do you quit too many times? Yeah. It actually, I did notice that during the match as well. I was, I was like, just let him go. But it, it's it's the case that every time they're in a hold, the other person saying, ask him, ask him. Yeah. Like, we, we know that it's the same as when they go for a pin after like 30 or 10 seconds. You're like, they're going to kick out. I felt like after every move, it's like shoving the microphone in their face. Yeah. It was, it was too many for me. So it would have been a two, so, but the ref, you costed a half count. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, he's a but harsh yeah. marker, folks. He's a harsh marker. <laughs> That's right, harsh marker. I mean, obviously, we saw the Good Brothers come back, and it looks like AJ and Finn, all those guys are going to kind of... Survive a series match? Possibly. But then, you know, we'll probably see Edge and Beth come back a bit later, and it looks like we'll get a Beth Phoenix-Rhea Ripley match at some point. Um, so there's a lot of, lot of moving parts to this one, which is a good thing. Yeah, it is weird. As you said, there are a lot of movies. It's weird to see which way they're going to go with them because there is too many people 
excuse me, if they want to do the Survivor Series match, then if Edge and Ray join the Good Brothers and AJ, then who joins the Judgment Day? Because they need two more. Do you know what I mean? Unless if they do a three on three, but then it's not really a Survivor Series match. Yeah. So I don't know. Because I don't think Edge and Beth will be back for a while. Like not no, straight away. I think they'll long play that one. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the main event of the night or the semi-main event, if you count the return. <laughs> uh, the fight pit match, Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins' special guest referee, Daniel Cormier. Uh, Rollins came out with a bit of a RVD gimmick, which was pretty funny. So good. Had the had the kind of spray painted top on the hair in the in the pony tactic that Seth freaking Rollins, uh, so that was good stuff. Uh, they both utilized the cage very well. Felt a little like a UFC fight. There was a lot of holds. Um, I don't know why Daniel Cormier was there. Um, he did not really seem to have much of an impact in the he match. Got in, he got involved twice. Obviously, you know, Riddle accidentally elbowed him. He said, "Fight him, not me." You know, Rollins then pushed him away. He said, fight him, not me. Yeah. And then that was the early year. That Until the end where they were like up on top. And they're like, get up here, Daniel. Get up here. DC, get up here. And he's like, I'm not getting up there. Like, And then that was it. You know, he called the called the ending and it was, it was, it was yeah, weird. It was, it was a very weird one. But uh, Riddle hit a senton off the, the top of the, the pit, which looked pretty nasty. Then locked in the triangle on Rollins, which he tried to get out of multiple times, but couldn't. And submitted. I gave it a two. I thought it was a really good match. It, there could have been some stuff done a little better, but uh, I really enjoyed it. I was bordering on two and a half, but I dropped it back to a two. Um, and then I feel like if I rewatch it again, I'll, I'll probably put, might push it up if that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. I was I was really tossing it up. I I did like the uh, the five star frog splash off the side of the cage. Like, yeah. That was that was impressive <laughs> to be able to face this way, turn around, do the five star. Uh, they both hit moves on top. You know, he hit the stomp and he hit the RKO. Uh, an RKO off the top would have been epic, but, you know. A little bit dangerous. Could have, could have been dangerous. So. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think it, it was it was good. It was a good match. Yeah. Um, so now Rollins has the US title. Riddle seems like he wants to get involved in the bloodline, bloodline. business. Yeah. Um, so you think we're done, Rollins, Riddle now? For now. For yeah. now, yeah. Because they've what they've won one. So I think we're done for now. I think we are done for now too. Do does one of them throw the other one out at Rumble? You can long play that, and then you have you have their third match at Mania. Yeah, who come back like to that? It. I like it. Yeah, just because you know how they look. It's just that deep seated stuff. Remember when they burst each other last year? That kind of thing. It's going to be in the back of our heads now. Like, oh, they could long play this now. And yeah, you watch on SmackDown, they'll come out and both fight each other and do that <laughs> like just to ruin it for us. Now nah, Triple H wouldn't do that to us. Now. We get to the main event as Riddle's leaving the ring, walking up the ramp, lights go out. We hear the, he got the whole world in his hands song. We see the human sized versions of all the Firefly Funhouse characters, as well as the fiend. We see the head of the charred fiend on the uh, announce table. Bray appears from a door in the entrance ray. He's got a strange new mask, takes it off for the reveal to say, I'm here before blowing out the lantern. And that was it. What a way to finish a premium live event. Yeah. I give it a three count. I gave that a three count, 100%. Yeah. Okay. So here's the tough questions I've got for you, Benny. Great return. Bray Wyatt's back. Who's his first feud with? The whole roster. The whole roster. So reports are that he will be a SmackDown superstar. Okay. Because 
the weird evil Bray coming back has signed a contract to be on one specific show. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, reports are he's on SmackDown. Uh, As we mentioned, Drew McIntyre is top of the list to be the first to get the mandible claw or sister Abigail. I don't, I don't know if that works for me. Um, so you think he just goes after everyone? I think he's just going to put the feel and he's going to, he's going to pick on quite a few people. I think it's just going to be Bray's show. Yeah. Like NWO style, like Bray's just taking over. I thought if he was going to be on raw Rollins would be a good fit. I know they've had their matches in the past, but um, obviously it would have been much better if Orton was still around. Uh, they could have kind of gone back to that a little bit, but well, Bray's last match was against Randy, yeah. So, um, but yeah, will be will be fun to find out. That is for sure. It's fun to just be talking about WWE and be excited yes. about storylines. Oh, it has been a while. It has. It's sort of. I felt like we were going through the motions for so long there, and uh, good old trips just uh, really mixed it up. Absolutely, it's now- like it's exciting to watch it every week. Absolutely. It's fun to talk about what could happen. There's so many conversations each week of what could happen. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm very much enjoying WWE right now. Uh, It's a good time to be a fan. Now, one thing WWE does extremely well is returns, as we've seen. Now, that is going to be the theme for today's three-count draft. Uh, The best returns. doesn't have to be WWE, but... uh, Most of them are. Most of them are because they do them so well. Uh, now, the caveats being that they must be returning from an injury. They must be returning to wrestling after an extended absence or returning to a company where they had previously worked before. Yeah. So, you know, someone jumping ship to a new company they haven't been at doesn't count. Now, also, um, I didn't ask you this, but are we including Bray this week or are we not including Absolutely. Him? Oh, see, I didn't include that one. I just thought that was off off but okay absolutely with the he's, number one pick no, he's up he's up there <laughs> well benny you do have the number one pick this i do week. i do i'm interested to see there are quite a few there one. quite are quite a few but i'm going to mark out for one of my favorite guys and this is one of the biggest pops i remember hearing 2002 madison square garden raw is war triple h coming back from the quads mate that was one of the biggest, as I said, biggest pops I've ever heard. So Triple H, 2002. I thought that might be where you're going. Um, good year, 2002, because that's going to be my number one pick as well. You're going to, for your boy? For my boy, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Made the return. You know, he'd been away for so long. It was a DX return. Yeah. Much love to DX, 25th anniversary. Uh, so it wasn't so much the, the actual surprise of the return it was the triple h turn on him in the ring to have one of the greatest you know comeback matches of anyone's career so good Shawn michaels number one you during that time was so good um i feel like i'm going to stick with madison square garden again ah and i'm going to go 2008 john cena at the rumble yeah that was a pop an incredible pop yeah that was amazing and just like the faces on the guys in the ring at the time as well. Like it was just, wow, this is crazy. The the last entrant in the rumble, the number 30 pick, no one expected to see him. Uh, Came out. Yeah. A little little smirk on his face too. Yeah. Yeah, It was good. Um, Yeah. That was, that was huge. Um, All right. 
There is a lot. I had a list of about 35, so I've cut <laughs> them down a little bit. Um, I don't want to be a homer, but seeing CM Punk back in the oh. ring. I didn't even write him down because I knew you were going to take him, so I didn't even think about it. Rampage First Dance 2021. Uh, just, I mean, it wasn't a surprise. Everyone knew he was coming back. The music hit. It was in Chicago. The place went crazy. Yeah. He came out and he just showed he hadn't lost a thing on the mic. Um, obviously, he's lost a lot since then. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that that return for me being a, a punk mark was incredible. And just a wrestling fan in general, seeing a guy who had, you, you never thought he'd ever be back in a ring. Yeah, no, it, it was, I, I didn't mark out for it, but, I mean, I did enjoy it when it happened. And I'm not a punk fan in any way. So it is a good one. Very good one. All right, next pick. Um, I've got, there's so many. I've got so many here. And I think I'm going to go with the next one I wrote down, just in the order I've written them down. And I'm going to go when Taker came back as the American badass Judgment Day. Okay. Yeah, that was pretty cool, you know. You know, they had the the weird little, those two young girls standing up there and they're like, he's here. And then he just, yep. he rolled and rolled. Did he come yeah. out to that song to start with? I think it was Kid Rock to start with, wasn't it? Yeah, right. But I just remember him coming down on the bike and everyone just freaked out. They were like, what is going on? This is crazy. So the whole new Undertaker when he reinvented himself and and came back. I was trying to find, after seeing that, I was trying to find when he came back as the old Undertaker. But uh, it obviously wasn't that exciting. I couldn't really find it anyway. (laughs) I did read somewhere along there. I do remember reading it somewhere today, but. For me, that was the big one because it was a character change and everything as well. So it was Absolutely. Just like, wow. Nobody knew expected it. All right. I am I've got a real recency bias in these these next couple, but yeah, I'm, I'm Co- school guy. Cody at WrestleMania. Yeah, it was good. Just, that see, when I watched I watched that over and over again, and that gives me goosebumps every time when he comes up like the I mean the music's kind of hit and we didn't know who it was gonna be, and we kind of did. Yeah. Um, but the music hits confirming it. And then when he the rises voiceover. up, he rises up out of the, the kind of mist with the big WrestleMania sign. And you can tell he's like freaking out too. Yeah. Like, but, but try to keep though. it cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was an incredible moment. Brilliant moment. You're making it hard now. Um, I've got some, got some ones that I want to do, but this was a pretty big pop. And I don't think you would expect me to say this one, but Becky Lynch at SummerSlam. It was right up there on my list. It was an amazing pop. Just the way Belair sold it as well. Like, oh, my God, it's Becky Lynch. And and the crowd just went crazy. We didn't really expect it either. No, not at all. And just the, oh, like the music and the the fans just fully got into it. I I marked out hard for that one. So Then she came out in one in, what, 13 seconds or something? 26 or something. Yeah, 26. Uh, but yeah, that was that was definitely a mark out moment. Yeah. Um, all right. Now this is man, this is so hard. This is yeah, so there's hard. too many. There's too many. There's too many great ones. Like we could have done 20 each, probably. Definitely. Um all right. Okay. 2001. WWE has just defeated the Alliance. Uh, 
Vince McMahon is celebrating with Kurt Angle. Yeah, good one. And we hear Ric Flair's music hit. Yeah. Ric Flair's return. He now owns part of WWE. Um, hugs a bewildered Vince. Just hearing that Flair music hit was so unexpected. Yeah. That was good. And uh, the whole the whole side of things with the I own half of WWE and all that kind of stuff. And Yeah. We're partners. <laughs> that was a good one. Well, I'm going to go the same era for my last. Is it my last pick? It is your last pick. Wow. All right. Do you want to go more or are you good with five? No, we'll go with five. And then because we then we'll let everybody just tee off on us. That is great because there are a million. So many. This is just ones. our top five. Oh, now, now I might change it. Nah, all right. I'm going to stick with it because we can mention our honorable mentions afterwards. I'm going to go 2000, Backlash, Stone Cold Steve Austin coming back from the back injury surgery, but it was during that whole who done it, who run over Stone Cold, that I did it for the rock, for Rikishi rock. moment. Uh, he comes out, he takes out Triple H and Vince to help the rock win the title. Uh, that was a pretty iconic moment, pretty big pop. The crowd were just going crazy for him. And yeah, I think that was a pretty, pretty big return, especially in 2000. Oh, so this is my last pick, and I've narrowed it down to four. <laughs> uh, five. Jeez. Oh, give, give, is... give me a year and I'll see if I can guess them. Okay. Uh, one's 2020. Edge Rumble. One's 2010. No, nah, I haven't got any 2010s on here. Wow. I cannot I believe be you. One. I cannot believe you don't have this one. Must have missed one. Wow. Okay. Well, you're gonna you're gonna be so angry when I tell you what it is. 2003. I did have a 2003 on here somewhere. Goldberg. There you go. 2002. Another 2002. Edge Rumble. No, 2002. Yeah, he came back at that oh, Rumble okay. as well. No, no, it's not, not um, Edge Rumble. Because I've got him written down here twice as a Royal. That's the year he won the Rumble. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I've got it under something else rather than a year. I'm just I'm gonna take I'm gonna take my last one. Now you might be surprised to hear me take this, and this is the 2010 one that I can't believe you didn't have. Bret Hart. Oh it wasn't a return for me. Like when I think return, I think back to make an impact and and like I did I did look at that one and went, yeah, he came back, but it wasn't a return, if you know what I mean. It was a return to WWE after yeah. so long in the wilderness and him and Shawn Michaels hugged it out. Yeah. That was a, that was a moment. That was like a gun to the head, you two hug it out thing. <laughs> no, it, it was a moment. It was a moment. For me, I was I was thinking about how they impacted storylines going forward and stuff. But I did read that one. Okay. I didn't remember the year. Okay. But no, it's, a, it's a very good one. All right, Benny. That is our pick so far. Uh, let's go through Triple H. Benny, this is your list. Yep. Triple H, 2002 at MSG. Cena, MSG, Royal Rumble, 2008. Uh, third pick, Undertaker, the American Badass. Uh, Becky Lynch and then Stone Cold Steve Austin in 2000. I have Shawn Michaels in 2002. Sam Punk in 2021. Cody Rhodes in 2022. Ric Flair in 2001. And Bret Hart uh, coming back to hug it out with Shawn Michaels in 2010. 
Now let's hear them, Benny. Let's. We won't go through all of them, but give no. me give me three honorable mentions. Three honorable mentions. All right, I will go with uh, the Hardy Boys at Mania Thirty Three. That was pretty Classic. full on. Uh, Brock Lesnar in two thousand and twelve, coming back after eight years away. Yep. And then my last one is just me being my all time favorite, Kevin Nash, twenty eleven Royal Rumble. <laughs> how could you not love that one mate how could you not love it i did i didn't have that one on my list it was the almost one, my number one pick the one which you didn't pick for me was a kevin nash return in 2002 oh right the nwo return yeah i, yeah. I, I wrote nwo down here but i just didn't know the year so there you go now what chris jericho's had a million of them um yeah. it was it was hard to pick one the the code one the the save us y2j in 2007 was kind of the one I had. Um, uh, 2013, when he came back as number two entry in the Royal Rumble with Dolph Ziggler, that was like long-term storytelling. You know what I mean? I thought that was good. Uh, we mentioned the Edge in 2020 Rumble. That was an incredible pop. Yeah. Uh, one that I know you were looking at future storylines. Well, I guess this fed into future storylines. Eric Bischoff uh, in 2002 was uh, certainly not expected. And they, the thing that gets me, Benny... You know, it really grinds my gears. <laughs> um, they showed him before he came out talking to Booker T. Um, you know, did I just see who I thought I saw? Yeah. Um, so they ruined the surprise, which. Uh, well, speaking of ruining surprises, I think, see, I was going to include this one, but he was only out for two months. So it wasn't a long enough time. But when Hogan came back at Bash at the Beach in 96, that was a return of a sort and it changed the wilderness of wrestling forever. Absolutely. But, Bobby the Brain Heenan ruined it by saying, whose side is he on? So <laughs> when he's walking to the ring. So, I mean, anyway. We knew from them. But, yes, there was a million more we could go through. But Sting, so- Sting 97. There's another one. Quick Sting one. 97. There you go. <laughs> sorry, guys. Sorry. So many great ones. Uh, we'd love to hear them all. You know, get on the get on the socials and tell us which one was your favourite, who you think uh, got robbed in our little draft. Uh, but Benny, that is it for the show this week. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna be back in a few weeks to preview Crown Jewel. Uh, and if you've got any ideas for our next draft, hit us up on the socials or email us threecountpod at outlook.com. Benny, once again, thank you for your time. Thank you very much. Enjoy seeing what's in store for Bray Wyatt, and we'll see you next time on the Three Count Podcast. Mm-hmm.